Hello and welcome to Weekly MTG. I'm Blake Rasson. I'm Steve Sanu, and we are here with some magic story for you. Yeah, today. the authors of the most recent and the next, uh, actually currently ongoing, yeah. magic story. So uh, Cassandra Kaw, who wrote the Vivian Reed stories, yep. and uh, Nikki Drayden, who is uh, Writing Guilds of Ravnica. for the Guilds of Ravnica yeah. stories. Yeah. Uh, so the first Guilds of Ravnica story was yesterday. Uh, the Vivian Reed stories were a few weeks ago. So we're going to start with Cassandra Kaw. Yeah. Uh, she definitely gave us a new look at... Uh, at Vivian Reed and sort of what, what her character is, yes. uh, which we hadn't seen before. And we actually have Cassandra standing by on Skype uh, via satellite. I, I just like saying via satellite. <laughs> via many satellites. Via many different kinds of satellites. However it is. Um, and if you're in Twitch chat right now, feel free to send us questions for Cassandra. Yeah. Uh, we'll ask them at the end of the segment before we switch over to Nikki. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's see if Cassandra is there. Cassandra, can you hear us? I can end it. Hello. All right. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Um, so, uh, for the people who at home who don't know much about you, because you know you've written this one story for Magic, but it was your first Magic piece. Uh, tell us a bit about the kind of stuff you've written before this. Uh, oh, oh, God. Um, let's <laughs> see if I can shrink this down into a thirty-second pitch. Um, I have done. <laughs> Lovecraftian Southern Gothic, Lovecraftian Noir, oddly enough, a paranormal rom-com I have written for video games of varying degrees and done tabletop work for um, properties like World of Darkness and Shadowrun, and I occasionally do editing, and I swear to God, I think that's it. Well, that's, that's a lot for 30 seconds, I feel Tell like. Tell me about this paranormal romance. Oh, God. So, um... Historically speaking, I do a lot of horror. I really like my body horror, but there was this one day when I decided to see if I could write a paranormal romantic comedy complete <laughs> with every trope I could think of squashed into it. Mm -hmm. okay. The answer was yes, and I'm still feeling <laughs> very I, odd and about I it. Did. And you could. That's... Um, if someone wants to read uh, what your most recent thing, besides the, uh, the Vivian Reed stories was, what was that? Um, I have a variety of short fiction online, so Apex Magazine published my most recent piece. Okay. Very cool. Uh, so you are a Magic fan. You know, some people might have heard you pretty recently on that, uh, that BBC <laughs> interview that aired pretty, uh, within the last couple days, I think. And, uh, when did you first discover Magic? When did you, when did it first come into your life? <laughs> a worryingly long time ago. <laughs> I think I was about... Me too. All Me of too. us. Yeah, It'll... we can all say that. <laughs> 11 12 Yeah, long time, right? So uh mm -hmm. so ha, do you, do you remember the the first time you you discovered the card game? Do you remember what you were doing and sort of where you were at? I don't remember my first encounter specifically with a card game, but the most salient image I have is of the first magic video game actually just being completely enraptured with the idea of just wandering around beating the crap out of other planes oh the old, the old chandelar the old micropose game yes. yeah yeah chandelar. oh i love that game i i love chandelar <laughs> it's really so great yeah. you could have like four mocks pearls right they, it like... didn't it didn't care about about yeah. rules deck building rules it was just <laughs> oh you want to have a 100 card deck that's all all mocks and like one fireball sure yeah. go for it uh, that's great. Uh, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite magic card from your from when you first started? 
it's gonna be a boring answer, but I think my favorite actually has to be the Black Knight. Black Knight. Yeah. I think Black Knight's a great answer. It's an iconic yeah, answer. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so besides that, you were also you're also a pretty avid reader of magic fiction, even before you started writing these. Uh, what mm -hmm. are some of your favorite uh, magic novels? Um, the um, the entirety of the Brothers War cycle. Um, I loved it. I loved Ursa Meshra. I was utterly fascinated. I think it was really my first introduction to the idea of multi generational drama and conflict the idea of just kind of building from there mm -hmm. and watching a single normal human being slowly transform into a monster because by the end of it urza had a completely perspective of time because he is effectively immortal after all mm -hmm. and it was really interesting watching that transition I also was really into the anthologies simply because it was fascinating to see um, what people were doing with the various cards, how they extrapolated from just a line of flavor text. Mm -hmm. My favorite was the old Arena book, which had nothing oh, to do good. with Arena, but yeah, Garth One Eye. Garth One Eye is a hero of mine. Uh, so we are in the middle of Guilds of Ravnica. It's a big Ravnica time. Lots of magic fans identify with guilds. Uh, do you have a favorite guild? What's your, what is your guild? <laughs> the Golgari Swarm. Golgari, the Golgari Swarm. <laughs> led by, led by Vraska now. Uh, that's, that's great. Do you, uh, what is, so I, I like asking people what their favorite guild is, but, uh, what's the guild that you feel like you would most get into a fight with? Not necessarily your least favorite guild, but the one that you feel like you're, you would be constantly be at odds with. Given the circumstances and how scary all of them were, I would probably keep my personal differences to myself as much as possible. <laughs> I don't like the idea of dying horribly. That's fair. I don't think I can answer the question. That's, That's fair. fair. That makes sense. Um, so I assume you had a lot of fun writing Vivian, but who was your mm -hmm. favorite character that you didn't write? Ooh. Tough. I think my one my one of my immediate answers would have to be Chainer. Chainer, okay. Yeah, see, that's how you know when someone knows their lore. Yeah, because they're reaching back to like, oh yeah, Chainer. Chainer, yeah, Chainer. That's not a name we've heard in a while. It wasn't just edict. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know, Chainer was part of the Torment story, and he was a dementia master. Master, I believe what what he was called. Chainer dementia master. Yeah. Yep. So. A lot of folks had uh, read your story, thought it was great. Uh, so tell us a little bit about where the inspiration for that Vivian story came from. Where did you come up with the concept? Where, how did you develop it? Um, a lot of it came from bouncing ideas back and forth with Nick. He was the one who originally came out with the suggestion of the skeleton of the plot. And I was like, yes, rampaging dinosaurs. This is totally a thing. <laughs> And after bouncing back and forth in regards to like the meat of it, I kind of wandered off and just dove um, headfirst into research of 17th century France. So okay. a little bit of history and a little bit of excited conversation. Okay. Nice. Uh, and uh, since this was the first Vivian Reed story, what? Uh, how much work, how much back and forth was there in developing Vivian's voice? How much of that came from you? How much of that came from uh, Nick or the Wizards team? Um, there was a really intense few weeks of just going through all the details, trying to settle on what worked. Um, 
a lot of nitpicking, a lot of discussion about um, thematic elements and so on. I don't know, really. There was a really in-depth editorial process with me. Okay, so there's a lot of back and forth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, at this point, when when you were doing this back and forth, were you pretty caught up on the magic story, or did you have some catching up to do at that point? I had I had catching up to do. I still have catching up to do. I have catching up to do of every aspect of my life. I am <laughs> a workaholic and swamped like every other millennial. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, what uh, while you were preparing for this, what stories or, or lore did you read? Um. I went really into the world building guides that Nick sent me and I may or may not have used um, the opportunity as an excuse to go back into all the old books that I still have on my Kindle. Nice, <laughs> nice, excellent. Uh, what do you hope that readers take away from uh, the stories that you wrote for Vivian? Sorry, say that again. Uh, what do you hope that readers take away or get out of the stories that you wrote about Vivian? I don't know, I think enjoyment, hopefully. It's reasonable. That's, yeah, extremely reasonable. <laughs> um, what What are you working on now? What's next for you? Um, right now I am actually wrapping up work in In Exile Entertainment and preparing to head off to work at Ubisoft Montreal. Oh, oh wow. wow! Very All cool. Right. That's Excellent. a big move. Um, for whoa. For Twitch, uh, if you have any questions for Cassie or uh, for uh, Cassandra, uh, go ahead and put them in the chat, and we'll answer them now. Otherwise, in a couple minutes, we're uh, going to catch up with Nikki Drayden as well. Uh, Cassandra, what? Uh, how much did you enjoy this experience? Would you do it again? Yes, I would. In a heartbeat. I I, I want to see what she writes about Chainer. I think we should I think we should uh, get a Chainer story yep. coming down the line. I uh, love that. Now I do have a question for you. You, um, I, I saw a message on my Skype this morning that must have come in after the last time we talked. Uh, you have a big interest in writing flavor text for Magic. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, why is that? Um. Because I'm still secretly that 12-year-old nerd that is completely <laughs> obsessed with the flavor text in the game. Fair I enough. Have no enlightened answer to that. I mean, what I love—that's one of the things that I love about Magic, right? Mm -hmm. There, there are so many different ways for you to engage with it. Not just, not just the story, not just the cards, not just the game, but like the flavor. Some people love the flavor text. Yep. Some people love the art. Like it's, uh, it's so cool that. Even on that 3.5-inch frame, there's mm -hmm. there's so much there that you can really engage with. Is there any card um, in particular that you would have liked to have written flavor text for, or any character? Too many, far too many. It's uh, a tough question, Blake. So, I know. Yeah, <laughs> challenging question. That's why I asked it. <laughs> I guess pro if I had a choice, probably something in the Kamigawa block. Okay. I like that. Very good. We've got a lot of fans asking us for Kamigawa yeah. to return to Kamigawa. Yeah. Um, oh, here's a question from Twitch chat. Uh, is there a card that uh, you think has your favorite flavor text? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, God. Oh. God damn it. There was an Eldrassi card that I was cooing over, and i completely <laughs> blanking out on it. so the best answer you're gonna get is one of the Eldrassi cards. one uh, there was Sorry. a lot of good flavor text in that block my mold drifter doesn't have flavor i was about text to say you'd yet, probably write but, flavor text for mold um, drifter right had the right to bear arms always wear oh, bear wear bear yeah <laughs> i don't know why that's pretty good uh, another question from twitch chat uh, what plane 
do you hope the chance you have the chance to write in? So, what, which of Magic's worlds would you like to explore next? Pyrex. <laughs> Pirates. You want to go back to Ixalan? Yeah. The Pyrexia. Only, oh, oh Phyrexia. Phyrexia. Okay, oh. I misheard that. Phyrexia, yeah. sorry. That's right. Yeah, I remember. You're, you're a big fan of the Phyrexians, right? Yeah. Very much so. Is there a particular character or what, in your head, and obviously none of this is canon, but what, what would you do with the Phyrexians? Oh, God. Um, I would say, like, in general, one way writing specialities is worryingly accurate gore okay so i would really like to do a complete invasion and transformation of a city okay detail and i'm sure nick would be very happy okay so like phyrexia takes something over an actual mm -hmm. invasion yeah we should have a we should have I, set i have, I have no idea named invasion yeah. <laughs> or like new phyrexia or something, or something like, like that, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 maybe one day maybe I, someday. I actually have no i actually honestly have no idea if we're ever going back i would imagine we will They're it'd be cool out there i think I no it'd be idea. cool it'd be great um ooh, here's a question from twitch chat uh would you mentioned kabangawa earlier would you be interested in writing a story or two about Kamigawa, and who is your favorite Kamigawa character? Yes, and unfortunately, it's been long enough that I don't remember anyone specifically. I just remembered being very mildly obsessed about the books and spending far too much money on the block when it came <laughs> out. It's, uh, yeah, that story was the, oh, I'm going to butcher some of the names. There was a king and he stole um, a spirit baby from the spirit world and that crossed the boundaries and so then the spirits started coming into the real world um, and then uh, Toshi Umazawa, so the originator of the Umazawa clan, he was the, uh, the good guy even though he was black aligned. Um, and that's where all the moon folk come from. It was really I, I want to do a new segment on the show where it's Blake explains Blake old explains magic story. story. I've read it all. My memory's not that sharp. Yeah, where you don't get to review it beforehand. It's just like, okay, Blake, today. This week. Explain, this week, explain this segment. Explain the dark. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, thank you very much for coming on, Cassandra. We appreciate it. And, uh, uh, yeah, before we, before we go, I, I do want to make sure we show a really cool piece of art that we oh, commissioned right. for we the Vivian story. Up. Um, All right, we're gonna okay. fingers crossed. Fingers we're gonna show crossed. You some really cool art. So this art went up with the uh, Vivian Reed story, and it was commissioned specifically for this story by uh, by the franchise uh, who comics fans might recognize. Uh, he's done work for uh, on the X Men books. He's done work on Superman, Black Panther. Uh, a bunch of other other comics, and we were uh, really happy to be able to get to get to commission him to do a piece specifically for Magic Story. I think it looks great. It's mm -hmm. one of my favorite pieces. Well, it's it's very different than uh, most of the Magic art we do. Yeah, so. and I think it was really cool that we decided to uh, you know show a different expression of what these characters can look like in in different mediums. Yeah, so. absolutely. Really, well, really cool. Thank you, Cassandra, for bringing Vivian to life, and uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yep. We'll see you next time you write something. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, next up, 
we have Nikki Drayden. Yeah, so uh, people that pay attention to Magic Story know mm -hmm. that this past Wednesday was the first... Literal uh, yesterday. Literal yesterday. I'm, yeah. I'm, I lose all track of time, Blake. Yeah, me too. It's like I'm caught in a time spiral. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or a time twister. Uh, the, the story went up yesterday. Uh, it was about the Demir clan. House Demir. Mm -hmm. House Demir. Uh, I'm surprised that people were able to find that story. They are so very, you know... Nope. Very subtle. Stop. They're spies. Nobody knows they're there. At any rate, if you got to read that story, then you'll be happy to ask some questions of Nikki, who's coming up in a second. Um, and if you haven't gotten to read that story, I suggest you go to Daily MTG and check it out. For sure. Uh, these uh, The Guilds of Ravnica stories are a little bit different. They are uh, kind of one of uh, vignettes that take place in the world at large yeah. rather than uh, along with the main storyline. We'll talk a little bit about that at sure. the end when we do uh, questions and answers. So again, Twitch chat will be uh, taking questions for both Nikki and just about general magic story as well. And yeah. we'll answer those uh, more the towards the end of the program. Uh, in the meanwhile, we are pulling Nikki up so that we can chat with her. Live via satellite. Live via... <laughs> Uh, there's probably satellites involved. Who can say? Li live via wires in the ground. Yeah. You know. Other other people worry about that. And hello, Nikki. Hi. Hey. Well, all right. It worked. It did. <laughs> um, again, Nikki, let's, uh, for the people who don't know you, uh, who registered yesterday or, or haven't, tell us a little bit about yourself and the stuff you've written before this. Okay, sure. Um, my name is Nikki Drayden. Um, I am author of two novels now. I have um, The Prey of God that came out last year, which mm -hmm. is set in a futuristic South Africa that's brimming with demigods, sentient robots, and hallucinogenic hijinks. And um, just a couple weeks ago, or I guess a couple months ago now, my second book came out, which is called Temper, um, which is kind of set in an alternate world where everyone has a twin. Hmm. And it's kind of a good twin, bad twin story told from the bad twin's point of view. And there are demonic possessions and ice powers wow. and family drama. Nice. That's so weird. Blake and I are twins. Uh, <laughs> we look exactly alike. <laughs> we exactly, exactly alike. Uh I, I love hallucinogenic hijinks. That's like the I heard. Phrase. I heard ice powers. Ice powers so is also cool. Uh, what... Uh, uh, do you mostly write in the science fiction fantasy area? Uh, I do. I write a lot of science fiction and fantasy. Um, I like to do mixed genre and kind of press pretty much throw everything in there except the kitchen sink into my, my stories. <laughs> um, a little bit of everything. I write a lot of short stories as well. Um, yeah, it's just kind of where I find like what I gravitate to. And if I try to write something, you know, straight, um, uh, you know, literary piece, always some kind of weird thing will sneak in there no matter, like, how hard I try, so. Okay, and you have you have a website, too, that people can check out, right? I do. It's uh, NikkiDrayden.com. Um, it's very infrequently updated, but there's... <laughs> but it is there, there and anyone who's interested can check it out. <laughs> uh, do, you, do you play games? Are you a gamer? Uh, what are some of your favorites? I am a gamer. I have been a long-time fan of just playing pretty much any kind of game I can get my hand on. Um, let's see, like, I've played Splendor is, like, one of my new favorites. Oh, it's kind that. of a My wife and I play that all game. the time. Like, yeah, fun. yeah, it's so much fun. Like, I love how many, like, different strategies there are. And I'm kind of, like, the competitive but also the nice person. So, like, I like, you know, to make my opponent feel like they, you know, 
can win a little bit before I kind of like you know before bring down you the crush pain. them. But yeah, because otherwise they they won't come back. So oh man, uh, around here we call that the Blake Rasmussen strategy. <laughs> to be, I wanted I want to tell the story because it reminded me exactly of someone I used to know who um, we would play Risk, and he would actually he would make deals and then stick to them. The entire time. The entire time. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. So I didn't know that was possible. The in world risk. needs nice, and he would win. <laughs> but he would stick to the. So, yeah. So the world needs nice gamers who then crush everyone. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I used to have a um, like a, a group of friends who got together, and we you know we have game night like pretty regularly. Mm -hmm. um, but this one time we were playing Clue, and the game was like going on forever and ever. And we've come to find out like there whoever had manufactured the game had put two knives in the set, and so like, <laughs> literally we played two two hours. And like after that, like the the group disbanded because like everyone was so mad. It was just it was bad, but yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> so so you, you've got your favorite game currently. Do you have a, a favorite game of all time? What's your favorite game of all time? Um, I play a lot of video games. Like, I think StarCraft would probably be my favorite. I like the Zerg a lot. Um, I don't know. I play that for hours and hours. Uh, okay. So and, and Dungeon Keeper. I don't know if anyone remembers that. That's kind of old school, kind of simulated dungeon. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so what attracted you, back to the Guilds of Ravnica story, what attracted you to this project in particular? Um, it sounded really interesting. Um, kind of getting to see kind of normal, everyday people uh, in a world that there's just magic, you know, around every corner. Mm -hmm. um, so and it gets, kind of just gets you thinking about, like, things that we would find extraordinary to see. Like, they're probably like, ho-hum, like, you know, I see this all the time, there's no big deal. Yeah. And so um, I had... I had a fun time like filtering extraordinary things through kind of ordinary people. Mm -hmm. um, and so just kind of like a lot of mundane things and such as uh, uh, in this the Demir story, there was uh, uh, one of the, the boss in the story. He kind of lived in a better uh, part of the city and there were like spells to like prevent graffiti from sticking to the walls. Just like little things like that. Like, you know, I think that's cool, but, like, who would think that's cool if, you know, you live in it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, and then the, the 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 character's job is kind of, like, to use his magic to clear fog away from the harbor. And, like, yeah. that sounds like the worst job in the world, but, like, really, how cool as it would be to have, you know, powers that could clear fog away. I would, I would immediately go all in on magic that could keep clean our cat's litter box. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> any, any magic First that makes thing, chores easier. First really. thing I would do was yeah. magic to clean the cat's litter box. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. So, uh, you know, people people have seen by now uh, your story for House Demir, and if, if you haven't, if you're watching, dailymtg. Dailymtg.com. Uh, without giving anything away, because I know people like to be surprised, uh, what should readers expect from your upcoming Guilds of Ravnica stories? Okay, um, I think kind of a similar. None of the stories are really interconnected at all, so it's just um, a bunch of random people, kind of a lot of like working class people who are trying to, you know, make their way up in the guild, but various forces are kind of like pounding them back down. And so um, they all have different, you know, wants and things to get out of life, but uh, there's always some kind of like little bit of magical thing in there. I like um, throwing in a little bit of world building and seeing how. Um, I can kind of spin things differently uh, just because my mind, I will admit, works kind of in a weird, weird way. So um, 
I don't know. I, I just really, you I mean, I get to touch on all the guilds. So I think it'll be, I think people have fun seeing, uh, I don't know, just like little slices of life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, I, I tend towards potty humor, I will admit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll <we'll> see. <laughs> oh, so that's well, something to look forward to. We haven't gotten to the Golgari yet. That's so, true. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, how did you, how did you prep to write these stories? What sort of work did you do with the Wizards team here? What did you read? It's, it was, uh, well, I knew it was going to be hard going into it because I don't have like a big background or anything. So, um, I got the world guide and kind of how they, they framed this project to me was like, oh, you know, you'll just, you know, read this world guide a couple days and you can get, you know, started writing stories. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. And then I look at this thing and it's like huge and massive and I'm like, uh, like there's no way I can just read through this and like know what to write. Cause that would like, maybe somebody could, but that person is not me. Yeah. So, um, I took a little bit longer to digest it and kind of just narrowed it down to the, like the guild I was working on. Um, and then I would read, you know, read that, read that their section and kind of, kind of got a little bit of a feel enough to make like a rough, rough outline of a story that I thought mm-hmm. would work. So then I would present that to Nick and then he'd be like, well, you know, sounds good, but like, you know, 80% of this is wrong. And so then I'd be like, okay, okay, let's try something else. And so like the next time I get a little bit closer and then by the time I started drafting a story, like it started to look like something that would make sense. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure to get it right. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of the time, like it was like kind of very painstakingly going through like each paragraph and then like going to the, the world guide and then like reading it and then like finding like, you know, the three words I needed to stick in that paragraph and repeat for like, you know, 10 or 11 pages. And so mm-hmm. it kind of took quite a bit of time. But I think, you know, with Nick kind of overseeing things, he was, you know, quick to point out things that didn't work. So I think it ended up being uh, by the time we got to the second and third story, it was a lot smoother of a process. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like you're an expert on the guilds now? Uh, not by any chance, <laughs> but I, I hope that I can fake it enough that, you know, people can still enjoy the stories. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, they are, it's like nothing that's, you know, big lore or anything that I can mess up. It's just, you know, regular people going about their days, and there might be like a casual reference here and there to other things that are going on that people might recognize and get excited about, but it's not um, like the core plot of the story or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which guild did you end up, uh, be, which guild ended up being your favorite to write? Um, I think it it was a Zet, um, just because I'm very nerdy, like sciences, um, and I probably would blow things up if I were to attempt to do science. Um, and it also, it had a little bit of the uh, the humor that I like, and I was able to put a little bit more than that in there. Then some other stories were a little bit darker, but this one I was really able to play with a little bit more and um, be funny with. And there is a visit. Oh, I shouldn't say too much, but there, yeah, there are. There, <laughs> There are poop. There, are, there's poop in that one. Um, but <laughs> so look forward uh, to that. Yeah. Good, yep. good. Can you give a maybe like one or two sentence summary of what that story is? What people should expect okay. out of it? Okay. So, I don't know if you've heard of this phenomenon um, called fatbergs that happens here, where like in the sewers. There's like, you know, people dump their, you know, their cooking grease and stuff down the drain and it all kind of coagulates into this big mass in the sewers. Mm-hmm. And so um, this is that um, Mage is kind of tasked to go down there. And her job, of course, is not very glamorous, but it's to like kind of figure out why these big blocks of 
you know, fat and things are co collecting the sewers and to try to figure out a way to kind of break them up. And so mm -hmm. that's her job, which is a, like the least kind of glamorous job that you could probably have. Um, so, but then of course things go terribly wrong as they all, always as do. they always do. They always do. <laughs> is it is your favorite guild, right? Is it is my is it is my favorite guild in guilds of Ravnica? Oh, is it? It's a it's a bigger question once you get to all of them. No, <laughs> no. I'm bad. gonna find a way to make that joke whenever I can. Blake. I know it's just gonna happen. <laughs> uh, reminder to Twitch chat: you can uh, give us questions for Nikki or for us after we're uh, we're done talking to Nikki. Uh, but in the meantime, Nikki, who are your favorite writers? Oh, sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say Nail Stevenson is probably my all-time favorite. Um, uh, his first book I read was, oh my gosh, Crash. Mm -hmm. No Crash, um, which was just like totally like hooked me in. And I just love how you can read someone who uh, you're willing to sit through like their interior monologues on paper for like you know, 20 or 30 pages before they get back to the plot. Like, someone who can command your attention that that much is just amazing to me. Mm -hmm. um, I like uh, Octavia Butler, um, just a lot of social commentary I really enjoy, and she writes really amazing aliens that I really love a good, gross alien. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll Christopher Moore, cause, just because he's really funny. Um, and, yeah, I think everyone could use a little bit of humor. Yeah. Yeah, like my is it joke, Blake. <laughs> Come on. No, humor. She oh, right. Humor. Sorry. Right. My bad. Uh, Not ro so, repeating the same joke over and over again. Oh, is it the same joke? Is it? Uh, See, this is how twins fight. That's true. <laughs> I'm the evil one. Uh, Nikki, what's next for you? Where can people expect to see uh, your work? Um, I, I'll have another book coming out next year. It's a space opera this time. Involves tentacles and a royal space drama, um, and then you probably see a lot more short stories coming out. Um, so I hope y'all just tune in and see see a little bit of the weirdness that is my brain. Well, and you're doing the Ravnica Legion stories for us too, aren't you? That's coming up. Yeah. So we'll get to, she'll get to complete the full cycle of ten, all ten yep. guilds. All ten guilds. Yep. Uh, and in the meantime, you can check out Nikki's Guilds of Ravnica stories mm -hmm. on dailymtg.com. 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 Uh, but we do have a couple questions from Twitch chat. Uh, so, Nikki, were there any particular stories that you drew inspiration from for the Demir story? Oh, that's a good question. Oh. I cannot think of any in particular. Um, I just wanted to do something that was really dark and kind of depressing in some ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but also start a little bit of, of family. Cause like, it's something that you might not think a Demir spy is a dad. who's trying to keep his, you know, family together. Um, so I don't know, that's, that's kind of where it went. Cool. Um, another question. And I'm going to break this into two questions because you write both short stories and novels so how um how long does it take you to write a short story um i would say about maybe a week to a week and a half depending on the length and complexity mm -hmm. of the story okay and what about a novel 
Um, I well, I like to participate in National Novel Writing Month, mm-hmm. um, which is coming up in next month in November. Um, and so that's like you try to write uh, 50,000 words in the month of November. And that's kind of how I got started writing. And so like I had never really even thought of writing a novel before that. Oh, wow. Um, so it just sounded like a fun challenge. And I like challenges like this one. Um, <laughs> so I set, set out and I'm like, OK, let me try it. Like didn't have much of a writing background. And um, but you have kind of like a community to commiserate with because everyone else is doing it at the same time. And so that's kind of how I got started. So uh, writing 50,000 words is about like half of a standard size novel. So, um, that's how long it takes me to write half a novel. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually it takes me longer to finish the novel cause you have to, you can kind of like, you know, write whatever and these crazy things that come to your head and, uh, it's all well and good. And then you have to kind of figure out how to end it. And so sometimes it takes a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. probably in general, maybe about eight months, I would say. Okay. Nano Rimo is probably one of my favorite uh, sort of creative months around. Mm-hmm. I remember when uh, when I was in college, a bunch of friends would get together and we would split the word count exactly. And there, there were maybe like twenty of us. We would each write a chapter, but we weren't allowed to read any of the previous work except like the last paragraph that the last person had written. Mm-hmm. So when you when you read the entire book, it was like this giant gobbledygook of ridiculousness that didn't make sense related to one another. I'm sure you did a much better job than, <laughs> than 20 people, you know, bang. So, but I, I always really enjoy uh, what comes out of NaNoWriMo. So it's really great to hear that you participate in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so that looks to be all the questions. Oh, wait. Nope. One more question. Uh, what part of the magic multiverse inspires you? So uh, in all the research you did on magic, what, what part did you grab onto the most? Um... I, well, I would say I I loved how everything was kind of d- divided into the colors and it like just mm-hmm. totally made sense in my head. I'm like, okay, this is, I'm a logical person and like it was just very logical for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, kind of the the guild kind of like that I identified with, but couldn't definitely not be a part of because I would die instantly um, would be the gruel. But I really liked how like philosophically, like, you know, let's turn this back to dirt basically. And I just kind of, I kind of got behind that. And so I liked, I I liked how everyone kind of has their, you know, their good side and their bad side, but there are positives and negatives to everything. So, um, and there's not like a bad, bad guy, you know, it's just, everyone has a different outlook on mm-hmm. how the world should be. It just really made, made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. That concludes the questions we have from Twitch chat. Uh, so Steve and I'll stick around for a second, uh, to answer a couple of general questions. Yep. Uh, but Nikki, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, tune back in next week, everyone on Wednesday for the next installment of the Nikki Drayden Guilds of Ravnica stories. Um, and thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thanks so much right. for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye. All right, we had a couple general questions. Just I about do love general questions, magic Blake. Story. I do love it. Yeah. Um, so let's see. These actually, we got a couple questions from Jay and Ellie. And oh, so if you, I know Jay. Yeah. So um, 
Jay Anelli, if you don't know, uh, we announced on Tuesday that he was actually doing a lot of work for us, uh, helping us keep our lore straight yeah. and uh, timelines, that sort of thing. Kind of doing what he did in the community anyway, but just doing it for us before the stories come out, yeah. um, so that we can keep things straight and um, just make sure that the fans love the magic fiction as, as much as we do. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he asked. Um, are Nikki's stories more akin to Uncharted Realms world building, or the, will they explore the story spotlights from Guilds of Ravnica? So we just heard Nikki talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. They're they're not focusing on the story spotlights, and this is something we've been missing for a long time. Is uh, these Uncharted Realms just these world build that give you a sense of what the world's like? Uh, for quite a while, Magic Story has been the the big story. I've been right. using that in all caps. Imagine, <laughs> B, yeah, capital B, capital, capital, B, capital S. S story, um, yeah. And so you've got plane altering dragons and uh, beings of immense power fighting wizards who do this for a living, and you kind of miss all the people who just make up the tapestry of the world. And yeah. actually, that's if you if you look at a world guide, and we've actually uh, we're going to be showing parts of the. Ravnica World Guide on Daily MTG coming up. Which is really cool if you've ever seen us. We've, I think we've released select pages of World Guides yeah, before. Yeah, from when we announced the yeah. sets. Uh, uh, but the, these are some of the coolest documents that we, we yeah, studied in-house. Yeah, they have awesome yeah. art. And they just have a lot of like, what's it like to be an elf in the Golgari? What's it like to be a spy for the Demir? Um, and so we've been missing a lot of that stuff in our magic fiction for a while. So we're, we're going back to a little bit of that. There will still be um, a story around the story spotlights, but that's coming later. There's the Del Rey novel. There's a couple other expressions. We've got a couple cool announcements coming up for magic story. But that's kind of the gist of what's going on right now. And then additionally, we got questions about... Um, Du, 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 du. Uh, when uh, what kind of the plan is for Magic Story? Sure, uh, and we published a, a general article about yep. that on uh, Tuesday, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the plan right now is there going to be four, five Guilds of Ravnica stories, four more. Uh, there is going to be a one-week break after Story Three. We'll we'll have some cool stuff in there. Just just sit tight. Um, but yeah, Nikki's stories are going to run one, two, three, skip a week, four, five. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the Ravnica Legion stories are going to start up in early 2019, exact date to be determined. I, in my head, I'm thinking the week after previews, but that's still, we're still working on that. Uh, but again, five stories, five guilds. Right. Um, so that's what's happening with that. And then there are going to be a bunch of other cool expressions of Magic Story coming our way between now and uh, beyond. For sure. I'm yeah. thinking in my head, what, what have we announced? What have we announced? <laughs> that's, that's, that's always the fun of doing a live show. Yep. Um, we're getting, we got a question from Twitch. Uh, where is the best place to start with magic lore? We, we had actually talked about this the other day. We literally had this conversation. We really did. Uh, uh, so, people people yeah. aren't going to leave us when we say it, but we actually did talk about this, yeah. I think, yesterday or something like that. Monday. Monday. That's Time. really important for the fans. It's really important for the fans to know what day we talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Steve, what answer did we give? Uh, well, we uh, generally we think that 
the Magic Origins stories. The it's a good place to start. is a good place to start off to sort of get the feel of what what Magic story looks like. Um, the get characters. a feel on the characters. Uh, for those that don't know what Magic Origins story was, those were the origin stories. There were five origin stories of the five uh, Gatewatch Planeswalkers. The original five. The original Gatewatch five Gatewatch Planeswalkers. Yeah. So that would be uh, in in color order. It would be Gideon Jura, uh, Jace Bellerin. Uh, uh, Liliana Vess. There you go. I'm, I'm good at color. Liliana Vess, uh, Chandra Nalar, and uh, Nissa Ravain. So yep. it's all of their early lives as they uh, they found found their spark their spark activated. Yep. And uh, and then then planes walking for the first time. Yeah. So the Magic Origin stories is a good place to get started. One because it says Origins right in the name, but it also gives some background on Chandra, which uh, informs the Kaladesh block. Right. Uh, it gives some background on Nissa, which informs the whole. Eldrazi arc and Battle everything Zendikar on Battle yep. for Zendikar. Um, it, Jace, which helps inform Ixalan. Yep. Yeah. Gideon, which helps inform Theros. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I would suggest starting with the Magic Origins stories. And then uh, it, once you've read those, the current Gatewatch arc more or less starts with uh, Zen Return to Zendikar. Battle for Zendikar. Battle for Zendikar. <laughs> yeah, return to wherever. Uh, so I would start there. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that currently is all the questions we all have. Right. So thank you yeah, and, for turning in. And next week we've got some Guilds of Ravnica limited goodness with very special guest Marshall Sutcliffe. Marshall Sutcliffe. We're going to a lot of people might on. recognize. Yeah, yeah. we're going we're gonna to talk about where Guilds of Ravnica limited is at. And then we're also going to uh, actually do a live draft. Yep. Not like with actual cards. We're no, that would arena. be really fun, and yeah. I think we should do that at some point. But yes. it'll be on Magic Gathering Arena, mm -hmm. and uh, Marshall will be here to talk us through a draft, sort of what to look for in Limited, some of his uh, favorite favorite cards, some of the sleepers that people might have missed. Better be Disinformation Campaign, because that card's great. <laughs> that card is very good. Uh, but yeah, we'll be, we'll be back next week to talk about Guilds of Ravnica Limited with Marshall Sutcliffe. But for now, we're going to sign off and kick it over to Kenji Igashira. Kenji Igashira. In the meantime, uh, for my twin and myself, I'm Blake Rasmussen, and uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.